0: 40 years of hip-hop where we review a thousand songs in the span of 40 years from 1979 to 2019. Before we get into this review, this month we are giving away a 40 years of hip-hop t-shirt manufactured by Champion. All you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel to have a chance to win. Also check out our t-shirt store. We have a few original tees and more coming out on the way. You like cool artwork? Check out 40 Years of Hip Hop Displayed Metallic Posters. We have released the first five and the collection is growing. Go check it out at display.com/slash 40 Years of Hip Hop. And party people, you like the channel? Show your support by buying us a coffee at our Patreon, buyusacoffee.com slash 40 years of hip-hop. That would be much appreciated. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, 40 Years of Hip Hop. On our Facebook discussion group where we share a lot of music. At, and you have to search for 40 yohh That's the acronym for 40 Years of Hip Hop. And you can always follow us on our Twitter page at 40 Years of Hip Hop. Also check out our IG at 40 Years of Hip Hop. You can also check my own IG, my own IG I mean, at the Gman40 Years of Hip Hop. It's spelled T H E G M A N 40 Y O H H. Last but not least, go check out our Spotify playlist page for the years of hip hop to listen to our latest playlist. You can find all these links in the description down below. And remember to watch the live video review of Mr. Mounds on our YouTube channel for the years of hip hop for a different opinion and perspective, perspective on the same review that I did. There you go. We finally reached the last episode of Volume 2. It's Episode 56, and we're going to end up with Ron, Mr. Ralph's pick, one of his picks. The, the song is called Crime Pays, Ralph Nader. It's from the 2003 album called Politics of Business, of the Business, by Prince Paul. And the song featured the Beatnuts, Tash, from the Alex, Tony Touch, Star Trek, Biz and Mr. Land. Originality: What makes the song original? Uh, creatively speaking, Prince Paul reached a career high prompt with A Prince Among Thieves. That was an album in his repertoire after all the De La Soul classic that he made. But with Prince, A Prince Among Thieves, he achieved another status. But he had a monstrously difficult time assembling the follow up called Politics of the Business. The idea behind it was good, but it was a fail, totally. The song is just an assembly of MCs rhyming to a beat. I was so excited first when I saw the original lineup of MCs and DJs on the track, but when you got the beat nuts, you know, Tash from the Alcoholics, Tony Touch, the DJs, Touch Rock on the vocals, Bees Mikey's voice and Mr. Lens too, another DJ. But then afterward, it was pretty a pretty normal song, a filler track to me. Uh, the video, no video was made for the song, that killed it too. It killed the whole album because it had no promotion. So basically, if you were not really following Mr. Preds Paul or being a hip hop, real hip hop your head or purist, you wouldn't know that album existed. You know, it was like Lost in the Storm. A fun fact, uh, Prince Paul started doing parties and tapes with Biz my in the 8th grade, wow! At the same time, Paul's middle school music teacher was none other than Everett Collins, a drummer for the Isley Brothers, who later on introduced Paul to the last old member of Monsieur, and that's where history was made. So, as far as original, I came out with a 2.5. So let's go check what Mr. Ron said on the vlog. As far as delivery lyrics and flow, uh, the song's lyrics, uh, you know, the song basically, like I said, it's a lineup of MC's rhyming, you know. I wasn't even impressed at all with, because the beat nuts, uh, you know, the guys, they could rhyme, you know. It's like, they're not the illest MCs, but they have pretty good punchlines, you know. It fits with their own songs, the way they mend their songs. You know, if you've never listened to a Beat ups album, you'll go check it out. You know, these guys, they know how to make party songs, you know. And uh, also, Tony Touch not just not an MC, it's a DJ. So why put a DJ to rap, you know. I've never been eager of DJs that raps, you know. Mostly, it's like... They want to be an MC too, but you know, stick to DJing, you know, stick to DJing. And you got Tash, Tash, that's the real MC from The Alcoholics, you know, that crew, the liquid crew, they were with Exhibit and everything, but this guy. And for a portable, you know, I just I couldn't find really much. I went with Tash. And when he says slow motion, west coasting, the niggas in my clique will get you drunk for free promotion. Post it while Castrosophy slam them by with the remedy. I'll drink that Red Bull, I drink energy for energy. I drop a G just to clowns on my team scenes. Enormous high performance, me so fresh and so clean, clean. We floss into syntax. Taking everything that's costing, cause Tash don't give a fuck and sell bootlegs at auction. Yo, that's ill. He sells bootlegs at uh, auction, you know? And when he says, yo, y'all drink the Red Bull, I drink energy for energy. If you don't know about the click with crew, the alcoholics, yo, they were like, these guys like to drink and their songs were about drinking and partying and illing. You know, go check out the alcoholics. And that was for the first one, my man Tash. And then the other verse I got was from Juju from the Beat Nuts. And when he says, I, And I'm wanted in every goddamn department store. is shoplifted with my niggas since like 84. Polaroids over here, Polaroids over there. They got Polaroid of Juju up in Herald Square. It Macy's Blue me even way back when. Booster sneakers and jeans out of am, Yo, <laughs> that's really funny, you know. So he's telling how he used to shop with his gears and everything, you know, at the famous Herald Square, that's the famous uh, corner uh, block uh, where you got all the stores like uh, Macy's, Bloomingdale's, you know, up in New York. Another fun fact, in my youth, every summer and winter holidays, I went twice a year to New York. You know, I went to New York and Boston. And in, when I went to New York, I went to shop for all the trendy hip-hop gears and kicks because we couldn't get that in Canada. In Canada, we have basic sneakers, you know, not all of the Nikes, Adidas, British Knights. you know, everything that came out back then. And I used to go to Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and... B. I. M. and all local mom and pop stores too to get some gears to come back for the new season. And I was the illness when I came back to Montreal and rapping. And I was shocked too when the first time I saw Polaroids of people that shoplifted and got caught. I was weird. You get into a store and then you see all the bunch of pictures and my cousin was telling me that's people that, that got caught shoplifted and they were paying from the store. And I was like, Wow, that's ill. So that's something really that's typical of the United States because in Canada, we didn't have that, you know, so it was a shock to me. And uh, I, the lyrics, I had to go the old school way, like rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, stop to listen to lyrics because I couldn't find the quotables anywhere. That album had no quotables on Genius.com or anywhere on the internet, so I did my best for the for the quotes that I came out. And for all these reasons, for delivery lyrics and flow, I went with a 3.5. Production and beat. What makes this good or bad? I didn't feel the beat at all. It was like a beat that was done without love from Prince Paul. A simple drum pattern to rhyme to. It was okay, you know. I couldn't say it was that bad. It was okay, you know. So, notes about Prince Paul, one of hip-hop's most overlooked geniuses. When we talk about old school, Prince Paul did it all. From Stetasonic, to De La Soul, to Gravediggers, to Ensemble boy modeling school, he went through all the eras with masterpieces, and also a bit of misses, you know, it's normal. As a producer, he was never scared to dare and try different things, that's what I like with him. The track record? unfadable with three absolute masterpieces from De La Soul, Stessa Sonic, Gravediggers, Answer Boy Modeling School, and The Prince Among Thieves, etc. He's a man with the guts to push champagne boundaries to their limits, creating sonic material that could still be logically wrapped over, and not to mention being hip-hop's reinventor of the skit. The samples, I couldn't find any samples. Like I said, this album had Nothing, it's like this album never existed, you know. And the song had samples, the whole albums, but it wasn't reported, it wasn't uh, mentioned anywhere on the internet. As a fun fact, Prince Paul produced The Gas Face and Brooklyn Queens on third's Space 89 album, The Cactus Album. The original version of The Gas Face was recorded on a four track cassette tape and started out as a mistake. Paul wanted to change the beat after and he realized the pattern wasn't what he wanted, but MC Search and Pete Nice convinced him to keep it though. The song was recorded on the 4th of July too. And as for production and beat, I came out with a 3.5 Relevance and longevity. Did it stand the test of time? If so, how? No, it didn't at all. The album came out in an era that ensued Paul and the change in the music industry. The industry was taken over by a new millennium sound and crews such as The Diplomats, The Rock Boys, Wu-Tang Clan and the emergence of the silent musicals music, rap, trap music and everything. Friends, Paul had already converted to another type of sound evolution with projects like Ensemble Boy Modeling School and the album he did with MC Paul Barman that he produced. The song itself tried to emulate a posse cut that terribly failed. It could have had potential doubt, you know, too? And, fun fact, uh, this version of the review is called Crime Pays Ralph Nader, track number nine of the album. The original mixed version that was less appealing beat-wise is included on the mega three tracks in one as number 16, the last track of the album, which contains which contained three parts. And it lasted 14 minutes and 51 seconds. That's right. Part A of the song was a skit by Dave Chappelle named A Life in the Day. Part B was pays The Original Mix without the skit and vocals of Bismarcky, Mr. Land, and Star Trek. And finally, Part C named The Way My Life seems. It featured black lights, black ice and the far side. You know? So that's the original version. And for relevance and longevity, uh, I couldn't do much. I came out with a one out of five, you know? Sorry, but that's how it is. So go check out Ron's version of the YouTube on the vlog to see what he thinks about. That's his pick, so let's see what's the difference whereas how he came out with relevance and longevity. Now for Powerful Impact, boom with the cannon. That's the last part of the song. How did the song impact hip-hop culture? The song's impact on hip-hop is really not there. It's a song on an album that was lost in the storm in history of music in 2003. Maybe it was due to the fact that the album was against the shady industry and the bad experience Paul had gone through with those shady labels like Tommy Boy. Prince Paul found himself in the dark space and made an album reflective of his negative feelings about the music industry. There's even a song on the album named Chub Rock, Please Pay Paul His $2,200 You Owe Him. Play people, places, and things. Wow. Signing the line. I wonder if that's true, if really Chub Rock owed him money. This is something I have to search and dig, still dig to find out. Citing liner notes of the album, Paul lays out his feelings towards the state of the industry at the at the time by quoting hip-hop has remained stagnant the level of greed has intensified it's not about the music as much as what surrounds the music money-wise you know the money that's what surrounds the whole industry you know basically no more uh, like you said really natural talent it's really you gotta go for that money you know He felt that record sales are like vaults, it all counts. He also stated, your purchases have the power to change the course of the music being made and so, Yes, I totally agree with him, but this society is brainwashed by the industry giants with what music is going to go to the masses and radio play and what's good, you know. Sometimes when you listen, I'm like, what's this crap, man? But that's the way society goes, you know, they lean to be thought what what would be good what you have to listen to you know like me I was I was being a fan of music any type of music but I listen to what I think it's good or I found decent material not because they say it's good and I have to go with the flow you know you know so at least uh, He was right. A good portion of people probably won't go beyond the surface of this album or care enough to even get the meaning of or irony of this project. Hence the quote of the great retired American cartoonist and Otto Bill Watterson, genius is never understood in its own time. Definitely agree with that, you know. And for all those reasons, for impact, I went with a one out of five, you know. That song really had no impact. Uh, I've been generous by giving it a 1 with my events and so As a total score, sadly, the song came out with 11.5 out of 25 for me and comes with 46%. Yeah, that's my lowest call for the both volumes, but I didn't really feel that song. you. So go check out Mr. Brown's version on YouTube because it's a pick and you, maybe you'll understand why he chose that song. It, uh, he loved that song, but to me, I didn't really feel much the uh, song, you know. It's a good, it's a good, okay song. I feel track to me. And for that, this was the last episode, episode 56 Crime Pays, Ralph Nader by Prince Paul, featuring various artists. And we signing off, and we thank you for volume two being there. And we're going to take a hiatus for two or three weeks and come back with volume three, stronger than before. And with a new concept for volume three, we're going to accelerate the pace for the reviews and you're going to love it, you know. So just to give you a hint, we each going to review our own picks instead of having both review the same pick, you know, just to, because we only have episode 56 and we got to get to a thousand songs, so... I want you to keep us following us. We gotta have more posts per week. So, and we are already at seven thousand downloads. Thank you for all for supporting us. That's really amazing. After a year, we got seven thousand downloads on the podcast. So, thank you very much. This is the G-Man. I'm signing off. Peace, and we howdy. See you at Volume Three.